Sorry, I thought we were going Toto there. Oh, no, that, felt, was, the, that was Fireball. By oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Track house. Merry Christmas, fellow addicts. How about that? I finally got a new greeting. Like 117 episodes later, I finally managed to figure out something else to say at the beginning of an episode. Oh, Merry so, Christmas. Good job, Alex. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> We are joined today by a very special guest, uh, avid race fan for the last 24 hours, <laughs> Senor Dan Gray. How are you doing, buddy? Doing great. Doing good. So what, what, are your, uh, what are your thoughts after 24 hours of like crunching on every possible YouTube clickbait that there is on NASCAR? I, I get it a lot more as far as your passion for it. Um, when I was younger, I was actually at this... Uh, like uh, prayer breakfast at a church. And I heard this joke. It was like, what does NASCAR stand for? And it was non-athletic sport created by the redneck. <laughs> and, and so I Jeez. told that joke to a person who's like a huge NASCAR fan. And it went south fast. He was, he was pissed. He Not like went off on me. And I never understood that passion. But over the last 24 hours, I just researched so much stuff, and I was like, this is way more involved than I ever thought it would be. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, I've never heard that, have you? No, that's a new that's one for great. me. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of appreciate that. As a fan, I appreciate <laughs> the added, the new love, the new love and appreciation for the sport. Um, I, Can we move your mic stand a little bit? Yeah. I feel like I'm not seeing your, not that I want to see your face yeah, that I much, know. but like, damn, snip it. How does David do this? I think he's, like he's got a big head. He's got a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just sticks out over the top. Full of useless information. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I, I can see your beautiful there face we go. now. And clearly you're wearing a Danny Dietrich hat, so you're an avid dirt fan. Oh, <laughs> You've yeah. You've been to countless races. Oh, and Huge fan. Oh. Know all the information. All the information. Do you know what number car he drives? It's not on the hat. I have no idea. <laughs> 48 <laughs> over there. I love 48. it. 48. Hey, attaboy. <laughs> so you did go to Williams Grove with us last year for that uh, dumpster fire of an event. <laughs> bring up oh, I, that's all the further. <laughs> Five dollars more. <laughs> old, old, bitter man. Oh, my God. Uh, I was one of the meanest, old, grumpy man I've I, ever met in my life. Yeah, and I have not been back to that track since that day. Since that incident. I appreciate the loyalty. I've I, I boycotted Williams Grove. <laughs> Grove since that day. Yeah, yeah. Not kidding. He I will needed, never go there when I'm when it's busy. I enjoyed going yeah. with you when there was like 20 people there. It was great. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's the time to go. We got to pick our seats. It was beautiful. It was so much nicer. But, that guy needed one more dollar out of Dan for every tooth currently in his mouth. <laughs> that about right. Yo. He goes five. I need five dollars. <laughs> five dollars. Max. Oh my god. Oh, so. Oh, yeah. If if you want to go to a good dirt track race, make Williams Grove like last on your list. Realistically, yeah. it's yeah. Wasn't um, a great first impression, but <laughs> I know we we do oh. have to get you to like a real dirt track. Uh, Port Royal, t ten out of ten. Eldora, I've heard is amazing. I still have never been to Eldora. I, we got to put that on the list. But well, I went to the um, other one, uh, one where we watch one of your friends. Baps. Race. Yeah, we went to Baps. Yeah, yeah. That, that is the other. That one was I a lot. To. Better. I forgot about that. I forgot we went to Baps uh, just to watch Kenny. Yeah, and he probably won. He wins a lot there. Yeah, so I think he did. Yeah, that sounds about accurate. So, are you confident? Do you know what a NASCAR is? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> 
in a general sense. It's got four like wheels. It. Okay. All right. Steering wheel. I like it. But it's uh, the one of the videos said the whole acronym as far as stock car. Yeah. I honestly, like I don't even know what the acronym yeah. is. So you're good. Yeah. I'm not oh, man. Are we some casuals? <laughs> it's North American stock, stock car, car auto, auto racing. I, don't know. I, th- I thought the word association was in there Associ- somewhere. I don't know. Association uh, of Rednecks. Yeah. I like it. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> Daytona's in 100 days. <laughs> I think he had it right. Yeah. <laughs> Which we are past half the uh, halfway point of the off season. So hallelujah. I think uh, Wednesday was the official halfway point between Coliseum and when Blaney won the championship in Phoenix. So wow. I had no idea. Yeah, we're ha- we're over halfway through the off season. We're so. blessed, man. It's hallelujah. So, Saint like football. <laughs> I know. Oh, thank God. Speaking of football, uh, next topic. Um, <laughs> since since all of our teams currently suck, uh, and actually Dan and Mitch, your teams are playing today, so this afternoon could get a little more interesting. It's probably going to be a draw because. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That could go either way, I think. But if the Bengals lose, our playoff hopes are over. So that's that's what I think it's the same for the Steelers. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I already lost hope. So <laughs> wait, yeah, do the Steelers still have a chance to make the playoffs? Like, they have to win out, and okay. like, some okay. people have to lose. So the Bengals aren't even in right now, and they're nine and I think they're nine and six or something like that. Okay. I'm like we have nine, eight, eight or nine wins that we still aren't, aren't even. That's craziness. It's I was like I was like nine wow. could be the ticket, but I think we need to have ten. I don't think ten even is going to make it in the AFC. That's nuts. Because <laughs> you're only what one or two games behind Philly at this point because Philly's well, just been well, racking the up NFC, the L's. But uh, the Browns and Joe Flacco, all of a sudden, they're just—I think they're going to make the playoffs. And honestly, if they make the playoffs, I'm not going to be upset because they never make the playoffs. <laughs> but I don't like Deshaun Watson. He's kind of a head case now. I think that's why it'd be funnier if Joe Flacco is the one to bring it. I know <laughs> the one that's uh, making like practice squad money let's and go. Deshaun Watson's <laughs> a million dollar contract. Heck yeah, that he's cashing in because he's not playing any snaps. A lot of backups these days. Man. I know Jake Browning and all that. Yeah, that's. I don't know what's going on. Something's in the water. Well, <laughs> I'll just say on behalf of Alex and I's team, you would think being ten and four, you'd feel pretty good about things, but uh, <laughs> we don't. Yeah, I so. think. Well, I think I texted the group that uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have now joined Martin Truex Jr. on the fraud watch. Yes, yes, that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, brutal. It's they are really uh, duplicating the Martin Truex Jr. Uh, 2023 NASCAR season right now. Fantastic Literally. first two thirds of the season, and then we're not quite sure what's going on. Uh, clearly, a tire was loose this week. Um, oh, or maybe this was the pit road penalty week. I'm not sure, but the Eagles are really doing a good job of following uh, Martin Truex Jr. right now. So. Wow, I hope it doesn't end that way. Oh, gosh. You guys would be all right. But it means, it means they still have a chance because MTJ technically had a chance right until yeah, the next Yeah, the NFL's week. not so forgiving. It's not, no. It's one <laughs> done in the playoffs, not get carried. Nine chances to not totally suck. Your early yeah. success will not carry you in the NFL. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> At all. <laughs> not as much. <laughs> So, Dan, have you picked a favorite driver yet? Yeah, there was this person, seems controversial. What is his name? Oh, here he goes. I I have a feeling I know what he's going to say. This is going to either be really good or really bad. And it probably has either one. (laughs) It probably has the number one in it. Yep. 
It's just a matter of does it have two number ones? In it? <laughs> that's, that's about right. Oh no! This is guy named uh, Denny Hamlin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a oh, joke. Okay, he yeah. seems like the Joe Biden of NASCAR, from what I saw. <laughs> You're pretty um, accurate with that. Very likable, high approval ratings. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I'd probably that's stick with Blaney. <laughs> Joe Biden of NASCAR. Oh my gosh! Probably oh my gosh. stick with Blaney because he's the only one I know and. I did that wood sign over there, and that's true. You did so do that wood sign. I have an attachment to the to the number, number twelve. 12. Hey, we Aww. appreciate it. It's funny to see, like, or consider what makes people fans of what driver, because it's not like you know, like with sports, it's pretty easy. Well, other sports, it's easy. You know what? What town are you from? You know. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah I grew up in Philly. It's not hard. How did you become a Bengals fan, by the way? But when I was a kid, I liked Tigers. I was also a Clemson University fan. Still am. Okay. So I I, I, I loved Tigers growing up. And well, there you go. So I actually wanted to go to Clemson University instead of Penn State, but didn't want to go 200000 in debt. I was like, that's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. So no debt in here. <laughs> you know, like Tigers the team, or you just like Tigers in general? I was just obsessed with like Orange Tigers when I was a kid. And when I started playing like video games and stuff, that's just who I was. And, yeah. you know, I learned about Chad Johnson, so he was he was funny and it's a big frosted flakes fan too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Terry Labonte and the uh... I, So when I was my first NASCAR game, I played Terry I was always Terry Labonte. Yeah, okay. Wow, well, I didn't even think about that. That's tiger, a good, yeah. I, I did Terry like Ward Burn growing up actually. Um construction was my first love. I don't know why. I was gonna I was obsessed with construction. The car up here, car. So I was yeah, the twenty two car. <laughs> and I was like, Who's this Scott Wimmer guy? I'm not rooting for him anymore. <laughs> Like I didn't know where Ward Burn Dude, was. Dude, he was so gone as know. soon as he entered the sport. Huh? Scott Weber? Wimmer. Yeah, it was he here like three years. Ward, yeah, we should never done that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Or I was a Jimmy Johnson fan, <laughs> and the only NASCAR game I owned early on was uh, NASCAR Thunder 2002, I think. And Good so, game. like, I had to play Mike Skinner to play the Lowe's car. It was 31. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was so that was like, yeah, that's the one one translation. Yeah, because that would be Harvick's car. If Dale didn't pass away, he was I was. Go that's right. That was yeah. going to be his ride. That weird. Now, Everyone question: was. As far as like you were saying with sports, like if you're from a town, you know, you kind of have like, you know, Pennsylvania Steelers, Eagles, whatever. Yeah. Is there a big difference between like East Coast and West Coast racers? Because like I saw that a little bit on YouTube. Like some people saying a difference. Yeah. yeah. I, oh yeah. There's a, I think there's a personality difference. Yeah, because you're thinking about like yeah. like like compare Kevin Harvick to William Byron because Harvick's a California boy and Byron's a North I don't Carolina know, William guy. Byron can go for a California boy too. He can he's get so a little quiet. hood when he needs to, you know. But yeah, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Maybe that was a bad comparison uh, because William Byron's so quiet. He is. And like, that's true. He has like a baby face, but now he's, he has a beard now, so I don't know. He kind of maybe. He's, his Would Ty Gibbs be a better comparison? Because Kevin Harvick is again, Cal- Kyle, but Kyle Larson's tame too, and he's California. So well, I don't like, know. you look at Jeff Gordon, Kyle mm. Larson, right? Uh, Kevin Harvick—they're all from California, and they all got that s- s- demeanor or something. I they're don't laid know. back, right? Like, Jimmy Johnson, yeah, Jimmy Johnson. So if there's, I keep forgetting he's a California guy. There's a lot of yeah. successful California drivers, yeah, uh, but I do think there's something different about him. And they're successful in racing, that's for sure. Where is Blaney from? North Carolina. Oh, okay. Well, wow. two. He's from Ohio and North Carolina. His, I think he was born in Ohio, but he was... Well, his daddy was in NASCAR when he was born. Right. So he was already moved to Mooresville because of his dad, but the roots are in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think they so his, his dad ran in the Cup Series years before. Oh. So until mid-2000s, I think, is when Blaney 
left cup? Uh, like no, that. he was. Remember, he almost won the Daytona 500 when um, oh, the that's Jet right. Fire and, happened. Yeah, and he was leading the pack, and we're like, right. just call the race. Dave Blaney would win, and Is all it, kids oh. would eat for free because he was a Golden Corral. Yes, car. that's right. And then, dude, the, I remember Golden Corral. That was the, that was the race where Brad um, took the, the tweet, the first tweet, and yep. NASCAR got pissed, but it actually like it, it, it exploded. Exploded yeah. this whole community and got everybody on Twitter, and Twitter like embraced it and. It helped the brand. I this guess, is the Juan Pablo incident. Yeah, yeah. that was such a. F- that He's was from Colombia, cra- by the way. So. Oh, okay. Juan we get some Pablo foreign people on there too. Yeah, huh. we should talk about that actually because <laughs> now we have one, one, one. Suarez. I was just thinking oh. of two. SVG. Oh right, that's right. What about the guy from uh, Talladega Nights? Uh, French guy. Which He's not French? racing anymore. Uh, no. He's retired. The, yeah. the French mind. French guy. The French mind. <laughs> the Perrier wasn't. Is this it? a real driver? No. Uh, I was thinking no. like Jacques Villeneuve or something. Oh no 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 no. He's from, is he from tell- Canada though. Yeah. I know he speaks French. But. <laughs> a lot of Canadians too. Alex Bay. Uh, keep forgetting that. That races it sometimes. There's. I was following Penty series last year like crazy. So I watched like every Canadian race, which. My buddy, watch, he's a Canadian, yeah. he watches it. You and the Canadians are like BFFs now. What? You and the Canadians are like BFFs now. Well, I don't yeah. agree with their policies up there, but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. They're all like that. I don't agree with our policies here. We're all basically in the same boat. So yeah, our leadership, all, screwed. all our leadership yeah. sucks, so tracks, it doesn't really matter. Man. Some of the Canadian tracks, I'm telling you, they just look, they're out in the woods, man. It just looks nice. They race at these tracks that you would think would be like basically late model tracks here, but they put the, the Pinty series on and they put on a great show because they got horsepower and whatever they got. You know? Do they run bigger motors than cup cars? I have a feeling they do. Wow. Who doesn't? Well, that's doesn't. true. Yeah. That's they, true. they race better on short tracks than they do right now. Before. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> you're, you're right. I defer to Nolan's statement. You're, you're right. Yeah. Oh my god! So, what for Pennsylvania drivers are there? Because all I can oh, think of is like Jimmy Spencer. Yeah, he was the first one I thought of too. Right. So for right, what well, currently is we, there anyone? Christopher Wright, who's got demoted to late models because Chris can, Wrong. Yeah, he wrecked so much. <laughs> uh, Garrett Smithley, I think, might be the only power horse that's from Pennsylvania. Uh, man, uh, but if we're Do talking, we not have anyone else. Well, if we're talking about owners, think about successful owners. Chip Ganassi's from Pittsburgh. Penske, he's mm. from Reading, PA. Yeah, that's true. Um, so those two guys, huge names. I mean, huge. Yeah. And Trackhouse just made Chip Ganassi even more rich two year, three years ago. Yeah, he, they bought the stuff and then they made more money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're just doing you Man. all a favor. Did you guys see that? Like, apparently, one of the turnpike tunnels that was closed down like you know decades ago, Chip Ganassi bought it out and turned it into a top like a secret wind tunnel. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, He's but not. it wasn't like a wind tunnel in the sense that like you, the car is sitting still and there's a fan. It was like it was long and straight enough that they ran the cars That's through the trippy. tunnel. It's crazy, right? I didn't know that was there's a little bit of Pennsylvania racing lore for you. Yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Up. I got to do a little bit of research on this now. That? Is it, it still I wonder if that's the is same that like tunnel out there. It's shut down now, I guess, but people yeah. have like broken into it and, you know. I think that's a winter adventure in January. Maybe. It might have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's the one out by Breezewood because you know the abandoned one out near Breezewood that everyone goes to? Uh, it might, I, might be. I don't know. I wonder if that's the same one. I got to look that up. Do an episode right there. Just, <laughs> just yeah, do the whole location. podcast in the tunnel. In the tunnel, <laughs> cops come. Uh-oh. Were they doing that in 01 and 02 Whenever Ganassi was like kicking everybody's butt. No, I think it was like ten years ago. So okay, this would have been, dang, yeah, like the yeah, 2010s, I think. 
Oof, they yeah. should have. Like well, Larson. that's true because Larson won all those big aero tracks like in a row. That that would have been about the time that he won he Auto Club in Michigan, right? Something yeah, like that like he wants the first six races he won. I think were all two plus mile tracks. Which so there might have been something to that. There might have been some aero love happening. I'm just saying. Yeah, I like it. Should do it. So I figured we should do something a little bit Christmassy. I mean, this is after all like the Christmas episode, so. Um, sorry. Yeah. Mitch hates Christmas. His favorite so. movie is The Grinch. Obviously. <laughs> right. Cool. I don't even have to ask Mitch this next question. Then. Uh, Dan, what is your favorite? Give me your top two Christmas films. Oh, I was just about to say I need to. Um, Year Without a Santa Claus. It's a classic. Man. And didn't even uh, think about that one. Elf. Elf with That's Will Ferrell. That's a good one. It's a good one. Big Will Ferrell fan. What are you uh, thinking, Nolan? I'm thinking I have barely watched. One, many movies. <laughs> two, many Christmas movies. I may have watched like two or three that I can even remember. So we're, di- we're digging into childhood them, archives. I think I like. So like, and I was a kid. So like Miracle on 34th Street. I remember kind of liking that. Oh my gosh. I haven't heard that reference in forever. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the only one I can think of. I did not like <laughs> Elf. I watched it. And I just thought this is dumb. <laughs> no offense to the Elf lovers. <laughs> but just not my sense of humor. But. I, I can't think of anything else. Oh, wow. Okay. And <laughs> then Mitch default. has none because he hates Christmas. No, it's, it's not the Grinch, but it's 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 actually the <laughs> Christmas Vacation. I think that's... Fantastic We watch movie. it every yeah. year, uh, yeah. Christmas Day, so... Uh, but, yeah, I just, you know, this time of year is just cold and... Oh, I'm always, I, I I'm always hate, single yeah. Christmas, so it, it just sucks, you know? <laughs> it just amplifies. It just amplifies it, so I'm just ready for, for New Year's, so... And, and Daytona and warm weather, warm weather, race Just cars, and, warm weather. Most importantly, yeah, I, <laughs> that's all I really need. Get I don't, outside, please. <laughs> I don't know that Pennsylvania has seen the sun in what two weeks now. I feel like it's well, the, when the sun's out and I'm it's working, just clouds. It's yeah. just like gray clouds. When I get out of the work, it's already dark. Well, that too. When it's out, it's thirty-one and windy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not much you can do with it. You're just like, all right. I'll just suffer in peace. <laughs> So what we're what we're saying is, Dirty Mo, if you want to sign us and like move us to Charlotte, we're we're. You don't even have to sign me. I might just go down. <laughs> I've been to, it went every winter. I'm just like, mm, uh, why am it, I still here? Is it time? Is it time? You know what we should have done. I'm just looking at like the screen. We should have put Christmas lights in here. Oh, duh! I, had I dropped some. the I ball. Yeah. Shucks. Would it look cool? <laughs> in my defense, we did plan this yesterday. It would have put. So. It would have put <laughs> Mitch true. in the the Christmas spirit. It would have. Yeah. That that's all I'm we sure were missing. Yeah. Mitch would have been helped. full of the Christmas spirit at that point. You know what's funny? Because I used to enjoy Christmas, Christmas spirits. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, I would buy, I would spend my allowance on Christmas lights and I would light up the yep. whole room. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. I just, I'm like, I'm over it. <laughs> just, I think he is the Grinch. I think there's something happening here. Probably. Everybody at work knows too. So I'm pretty vocal about it. <laughs> That's right. <fair. laughs> oh, no. You're that guy in the uh, office. You're like, don't bring it up in front of Mitch. I, no, I participated. I'm good. It's, it's just, Mitch's dark day. Just, yeah. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I've decided today. So today is the eve of Christmas Eve. I don't know if it has Eve. A, Eve. Yeah, yeah, Christmas Eve Eve. Um, <laughs> it, uh, today is officially the first day. I think it's acceptable to listen to Christmas music, but that's just me. I agree with that. I do have a policy where December 1st is the first time it's acceptable. I heard people doing it in October. In uh, I was about to say, I, I started in October. So. Oh, oh no. man. Yeah. Well, here's a, here's a hot take. I hate Christmas music. Two. Same. Yeah. Yep. Three. So. Yeah. Well, he likes it. <laughs> Dang. I, I found a jazz Christmas album that I actually do like, but 
but I think it's mostly because I like jazz and they just happen to be playing like Rudolph notes. But that is pretty much the only Christmas album I think I can listen to. I just that could be nice. Could be yeah. I I feel like that's the and that's the only reason I like it is because it's jazz. But I've got Holly Jolly Christmas, the original, stuck in my head. Mm, Classic. And I'm okay with it because it's like you know the eve of Christmas Eve. What do you got? Oh, sorry. Is this gonna put us in the mood? There you go. Oh, not that kind of jazz. Yeah. Oh, this is nice. So So see, it's Christmas music, but it's got a little like. Yeah. Got like that jazz piano vibe to it, you know. Yeah, so it's, it sounds it's got like, a little more like, I got like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I got like Donald Trump singing Christmas songs on my playlist. Oh, what? Wait, what? Gosh, what? Yeah. Is that a like thing? AI generated? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Hold oh on, my gosh. All right, we got to hear this. Is it real? No. Yeah, it is. That's well, not because I know he has a song. Oh yeah, didn't it hit like number one on like yeah. iTunes or stuff? It was just him <laughs> reciting the Declaration of Independence. Well, not that. It's something. It's, oh my god! <laughs> it's like one of the, wow. the front. Move it to the front. There, there you go. go. There you go. It just pisses everybody off. God bless America. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Pour one out for Donald. <laughs> and I just found out indictment I, number one hundred and eighty-seven this week, basically. But I found <laughs> out December twenty-first. I keep forgetting that was the dark, like the, the shortest day of the year. Yes. So I just realized it's the twenty-third. Mm-hmm. So I totally forgot to celebrate that we're in the up. We're on the right of, side of. We're gonna have sunny days, guys. We're gonna have sunny days here soon. <laughs> yes. So this is a celebration because we're on the right side of the NASCAR off season, yep. and we're on the right side of they the dark on the days. Same day, the twenty-first. Oh my gosh! I think they did. <laughs> No, they, but right, 21st I, is that was a Thursday, wasn't it? I think that was it. Yeah. I may have to do a little research on this because I'm kind crazy. of intrigued now. It's in line with the calendar. That's why they did that, the Coliseum that race. They needed win something. The 500? Is that what that means? That who? If, if, if Blaney's going to win the 500, is that what that I means? I mean, he's top of the odds sheet right now. If we're going to talk about it, number one be. odds for Daytona 500. It number 12, YRB, baby. We'll save that for the preseason episode. But, do they um, have championship odds yet? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Who's, Who's at the top, top of, of that? that? I haven't. I have to okay. bring it up real quick. Yeah, bring it up. A random question while yeah. we're back on the NASCAR. <laughs> I saw a thing where people are talking about uh, the possibility of electric cars in NASCAR. Yeah. It's, well, and that sounded already. really wacky. It's, if if it's they stupid. do that, goodbye. I'm They've not... done it with Formula One, though. Where oh, they they didn't change the whole series, oh, but they have the Formula E series. Some people you're right. like it. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if stock, stock cars are pretty heavy, but though. But you know I feel what's like silly about like that? Crazy. What? They, halfway through the race, they got to get out of the car and get in a new car. Well, the, no, like, is it going to be like a oh, pit stop? Yeah. Instead of changing the tires, Yo, they have to change the batteries out. And then they go and take off. I actually they, didn't know that. Yeah, it's like they have a battery percent level. and I did it, see something where they were, like, fast charging a formula car or something. It was like a test where like the car pulled in and they just plugged it in in the back looked like they're fueling it up Dang. i guess it took like 2 minutes but like oh wow that's, that's anticlimactic thing. compared to the yeah a little bit <laughs> see and don't you think so right now we're already complaining about the multiple gears and how fast the corner speeds are because of it like being an electric motor it would just be even worse like it would be everything i think we hate about the gen 7 times 2 if we I don't had know, an electric man. i feel car. like it would have a lot of torque I mean, it would. Yeah, I don't. Well, I know. I know they're saying that 
to get more power, they want to do the hybrid thing, which is a whole other conversation that makes me want to bash my head against the wall. But I think it's interesting. I don't know. I I I need to be. I think I need to see some data to be convinced of it because I don't. Just thinking in my head what I think of electric cars and then like the issues we have with this car, I'm like, I think an electric motor would just make it worse. If this is a way of getting more power into cup cars, I'm into it. Uh, that's that has to. The happen. The question is, are we going to start adding like electronic boosts so you can pass them on the oh straightaway? Like you know, like expensive. Well, not like DRS, but effectively the same thing. Yeah, it's like stupid, push stupid push to pass. Yeah, yeah. the cost of the sport's going to go up by double. That's true. Well, what? I'm like it's, mechanically stupid, so I don't think I understand. But like, if they go el- electric, would they still be like shifting? You know what I mean? Probably more. Yeah. So that's not that's at least the rumor. Yeah. If oh, they went full right. electric, they wouldn't. But yeah. they're they're murmuring on hybrid, so it would be like basically electric assist into the motor. But it's man, do it with IMSA first. Make IMSA your little test. Yeah. breeding ground for this sort of stuff. NASCAR owns IMSA. The- Listen, IMSA screwed up the cup yeah. car. It's about time we screw up the IMSA car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well. I'm dying on this hill. Well, know. so we keep joking about how we can't get more horsepower because the engines are going to be too expensive. And then we do things to make what we have more expensive than just having a big engine. But anyway, I'm not getting on that soapbox right now. But you you mentioned Denny Hamlin. Did you guys see his rant on the Dale Jr. download about motors? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was fantastic. It was great. I, it was perfect. I like, watched the whole clip uh, last night or two nights ago, and I agreed with everything. So. I, I did too, which I, I it hurts me to say because Denny Hamlin said him, but he's not wrong about any of it. No, he's right. At, as, it was good to hear a team owner say we have the most expensive 600 horsepower engine in the world. And you can't cancel Dale, so that's yeah. why he was oh, on the show. Yeah. Like if it was just Denny talking, he probably would have NASCAR probably would have found him. But right, oh Dale was on the Dale was with him, so you know. Oh, Dale can do whatever him. he wants. He's yeah, I, know, I mean he's that's immune. okay. He can do whatever he wants. He, right, he, he can. He's immune. Uh, he can take over NASCAR. I care. I mean that'd be great. I still think Kevin Harvick and Dale Jr. should be in charge of NASCAR. Needs to happen, dude. Geniuses. So was, Dale, I know he used to be a. He's retired. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is he a, he a team ago. owner? Or? A little bit of everything. Yeah, in the Xfinity series, and then he's also a commentator for the second half of the season on NBC. Uh, and then he does a podcast. Like they do a lot. I mean, they do 50 episodes a year. I think that's that's Mike Davis putting all that together. Yeah, like Dale just shows up and a large part of the fan thing. base yeah. is actively listening to. You know how, like, if you're a sports fan, you'll watch ESPN. Yeah. Well, we don't have that anymore. We used to have Speed Channel as, as racing fans, where we would have right. 24 access, 24 seven access to like commentary. But now it's like we got to get it through podcasts, which is actually why we do what we do, right? But uh, it's very true. The biggest one is the Dale Junior download by far, and you know he's like NASCAR royalty. I'm sure. And are you, you guys are number two. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah, we might we be number split. one now. Yeah, we but. split the role with Dale. Some oh, weeks yeah. we we <laughs> don't record some weeks because right. legacy. Of, yeah. yeah, some weeks we want to let Dale get some numbers, so we just skip recording. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, all right, Dale, you can have it this week. But yeah, yeah other than that, that makes sense. Know, Checks yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he and that entire Dirty Mo platform have been phenomenal. Like what Nolan was saying, because when we lost Speed Channel, like the entire media side of NASCAR was kind of gone. Well. And that's where Dirty Mo, I feel like, really helped bridge that gap. Yeah, you're right. And I, I do believe that there's still another new, like, if you watch, like, the Pat McAfee show, yeah. you know how their setup is and how relaxed and how they have, like, a basketball court and, like, they're all kind of just 
they just kind of BS and say whatever they want. Like, yeah. just to remind you, that show is on ESPN. Yeah. And they, I literally watched their stuff recently, and they were like hating on the government. I'm like, what oh happened gosh. to ESPN when they got sensitive about everything? And now it's like, free reign. He can say whatever are he you, wants. They put Aaron Rodgers on there. It's like, are you saying we're the racing version of the Pat Maffey show? I feel I'm like that's we what you were starting. Something like that, that I, or something like NASCAR missing goal. that. Do we just need a basketball court? Because I feel like need, we're already we doing have, everything else. Well, Dave plays for basketball. That's what we need can. to do. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Well, he attempts to. It's not I very mean, successful, but that's what NASCAR's missing. I think if they had some kind of like. Like Dale Jr.'s, like that's pretty, their podcasts are pretty formal, but they had something that was more like speak your mind, like we do. Yeah, but I think it's good up on a bigger platform. Obviously, we got a platform, but having a big gym and all that. Pat McAfee's a former NFL player, so he got money, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So he can do it full time, but um, that's what NASCAR's missing. Something like that kind I, of approach. I like but, it, and I feel like we're getting closer and closer to that. And, and Barstool I, is not doing a good job with that. They're not. Their, their NASCAR no. crew is. It's, Wait, do they have a NASCAR they, outlet for they, Barcelona? They do, and it's not that great. There's an old feller on there that, like, I don't even know. <laughs> feller? Who's the old feller? You sound like that. the old feller yeah. now. <laughs> I know, but he's like... We have an old feller, too. He's like 50 plus, and <laughs> it's not like... It's like he has no personality, and then this guy named Spider. You remember, you've probably seen him. You've seen... Nope. Is I don't he, even know what this is, so that I don't know. signals that it can't be that. But he's so... Cr- like, he doesn't... I don't even know if he even likes racing, because it always looks like he's, like... Doesn't yeah. even look like he enjoys it, you know? Yeah. So like monotone and just like he's, boring. He just like, looks pissed off all the time. Yeah. You know, or just well, like he's like yeah, not it's, happy. It's just not there. Cause I know yeah. they had Blaney on after he won the championship oh. on the Barstool racing dry. one. And like the one person that was involved with the podcast was like, wait, so like what what car do you drive and stuff like it's, that? It's, and I'm it's, like, they're okay. just so uneducated. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it just doesn't work. Like, they just that's like having me interview somebody on NASCAR. It's like, like you even know what car idea. number he drives. That you know? would probably be too bad, honestly, if you did it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, the state of NASCAR when it comes to the mainstream media. Well, I say mainstream. The mainstream sports media, yeah. not like the news media. But like the mainstream sports media is actually really interesting. Because when I think back to, well, you just mentioned the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. You know who was on it twice in the last year and a couple months? The NASCAR driver was? Yeah. Uh, Denny Hamlin? Mm-mm. It was Ross Chastain. Really? Really? So after he did the Hell Melon, he was on it. Oh, Because yeah. they were like, this guy's awesome. It made yeah. national Pat, news. I can see him yeah. saying that. And then after it. he punched Noah Gregson in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds Ross, right. Yeah. On, they interviewed him the next day or whatever, or that week. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And they and that show, they, you know, like they just, they don't, they don't filter anything really. You no. Know? And now when a driver punched, what, a driver punched another driver in the face? Or? Yeah. Now what happens? Do they get like fined for that? Or? He didn't. He didn't. And he so he, in Ross's defense, he told Noah to step away, and Noah didn't. So he just decked him. Dude, and did NASCAR they just like handle sport. it internally? A, a lot of I know NASCAR tries to not be policing. They try to let the drivers police themselves, and mm-hmm. they sometimes overstep that, and sometimes they land where they should. But I f- I think that was a self policing moment where they just kind of like. Because yeah, it seems I mean, like all other sports is like really <laughs> oh. involved. Well, the guy ended up getting suspended, so I think people just forgot about it. And then, yeah. you know, like, it not got, for that, for something well, else. Yeah. Something else. But he got a better ride, so it all works out. He did. Did he, though? <laughs> I don't know. I, if, if I was racing for Tony Stewart, <laughs> I wouldn't be complaining. I know. They just. Didn't I mean, SHR not hire Carl, Kyle Larson because he was too controversial. 
Yes. No, that, so no, they let, wanted to. Ford wouldn't Ford. let them. Yeah, no, it was Ford. Yeah, so, Ford, Ford so why are they letting him sign Gregson? That's, I was wondering this, and that's why Tony's doing drag racing next year. Just yeah, you know. I think he's out. I think Ford's just maybe they're realizing that they've been idiots because that means in the last four years they've let go Kyle Larson and Zane Smith. So maybe they just realized maybe we should stop being dumb. I'm just wondering because I mean, these are valid I questions. That was something I heard was that they right. wanted to sign Larson, but right, and Ford then they wouldn't let him, so. no, you are right. So that's I don't know. yeah. And, 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 and Tony was so upset about that just because when when that happened, that was like when I was in North Carolina. Yeah, and so Ralph knew, knew Tony, and and <laughs> Tony was so. Pissed. Oh, I'm sure. Like he he. he and he was pissed when they took Eldora away from him. That's another reason why he's... Yeah, he's kind of like, screw everyone. That's why he's investing in other sports, to prove a point. Yeah. You know? And and I think I think collectively all those drivers, retired drivers are doing that right now, which is awesome. Um, I mean, I'm glad the Larson-Hendrick thing worked out as well as it has, but like, I think the Larson-Stewart relationship could have been equally as incredible. I think it'd be hard to root against it. Oh my gosh, right? But there's people that root against Larson because he's with Hendrick. Like there's specific people I know that just don't like Larson because he's driving for Rick Hendrick. That's surprising. Because they look at them as the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right, they, right, right. They technically yeah. were back that in makes the day. Sense. Like Jim, I mean, you were a Jimmy Johnson fan, but yeah. he won a lot. Like he won. He was basically the New York Yankees, winning all the time. And then you had Jeff Gordon, very successful. Mark Martin there for a bit. People like Mark though, but you know, I mean, like the, oh, yeah. the whole Everyone organization loves Mark. as a whole. But it's way too competitive now uh, to to point out one Yankee. I mean, there's, I think all, there's like five organizations that can be considered, you know, yeah, they can I go mean, off at any time. RFK outperformed Hendrick this year. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like, you know, you know I'm just saying. It's, well, yeah. Hendrick did do pretty well with Byron and all that, but. They had um, two good drivers. <laughs> dude, Kyle yeah. Larson's just a great driver and people oh, need he to is. just deal with it. He could yeah. take a John Deere lawnmower out there and somehow win the race. I'm convinced of it. Like, he just, he's that level of talent. I love that, like, just naturally we're talking about a couple of things that I have on my wish list. So, not spoiler, but just to tell people ahead let's, of time. We're, I like how it's rolled it. Yeah. Yeah, we have a wish list. I, I, I had the idea. I was like, well, let's come up with a Christmas theme thing, right? Like, so we can have, like, what's, what's on your Christmas wish list for racing going into next year? And we already touched on a couple of things that I put on my list. Well, why don't you kick it off? Like what? Like Are what's number one? That? Yeah, let's just do it, man. I like All right, it. Let me pull out my list. Let's not. What's number one on your uh, 2024 Christmas wish? Good question. List? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Oh, I got one. So go I was ahead. hoping if I talked long enough, you'd have enough time to open the oh, notes. Yeah. So I was just I've got trying. ten. So maybe you guys can come <laughs> up with some. Yeah, I mean, actually, it wasn't hard. I was just like sitting, sitting there, and it all kind of flowed out. And you know, and it's not all NASCAR related. Like, okay, so the first one is. Uh, F1 becomes more competitive and equally I hope IndyCar becomes more, has more mainstream appeal. That's my first wish for okay. racing in 2024. Yeah. And, and you know, it's because I yeah. like F1 and they have so much popularity, like whether we like it or not, they're the most popular racing series. Nationally. When it comes yeah. To, yeah. But when it comes or to internationally, uh, sorry, when it comes to uh, competitiveness, they're terrible, right? There's no parity. No. It's just manufacturer driven. And, uh, you know, so like it would be more entertaining and better for the brand of racing itself, like all of racing, if F1 became more competitive. And I think that 
it would be cool. I mean, I want F1 to succeed. And to me, although they're succeeding in terms of popularity, uh, I mean, they have, what, three races in the U.S. now? I personally want to be incentivized to watch them because right now I'm not. Like, I know who's going to win. Right, and me neither. Like, I, yeah. And it's been like that for a long time, you know? Before it was Red Bull and Verstappen, it was... Lewis uh, Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton and, and Mercedes, yeah, and it's just right. like a manufacturer thing. And I don't know; I really don't like that. You know, actually, I've joked about think, it, but I would love for that to actually improve. I before, think they would benefit from like a NASCAR model, where because like right now there's like no rules in F1. You yeah. kind of just do whatever you and want. And this is what IndyCar does. Yeah. Sorry, uh, what were you saying, Mitch? Oh uh, no, I was saying that. Yeah, I mean, over time, and then the Vettel was before with Hamilton, where he would he won everything. And then with Red Bull, so yeah. it's kind of weird how Verstappen kind of just filled that void or that little became time. that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I I don't know how they're gonna get there though, just because of how much technology and what they got going on with these cars. Yeah, and it's road racing too. It's just it throws a different element. Uh, I mean, if they make them like stock cars, but I mean, I don't know because the cars are just so grippy. They're just so fast and grippy. They, they really are. They're, and I, They're powerful. I think they're beautiful. Like Engineering-wise, oh, it's beautiful. I yeah. really do. I, I, they don't might not race well, but I just would love to see one in person. You know how fast they go? Just yeah. the sound on TV. They, I mean, they I know go they, fast they, enough they, to lift up sewer grates. We learned that. Yeah. You know. Oh, that was... Oh, yeah, I saw that. On, <laughs> that was Sorry, is it still too soon to bring that joke up? <laughs> you know, it's nothing against Vegas, but... I, they, they talked about going, like, they did go to Vegas, but, like, when, when I go, when I went to Vegas twice, I didn't think the infrastructure was really that, like, good. I mean, mm. obviously, the buildings were yeah. great, but when it came down to, like, when you're walking on the streets and you're looking at the roads and you're looking at how things are maintenance, I'm like, we're going to race an F1 race here with all that horsepower and things? Like, yeah. I mean, there's like homeless people living underneath the. Well, su- uh, supposedly, the they like, repaved I mean, the streets they probably this year. People underneath them while they're racing. Yeah. they got front row seats. They got. They heard it all. <laughs> I mean, like I'm sure they got kicked out too, yeah, <laughs> I mean, along with everyone else. Do, do you think F1 would ever do an oval race? No, oh, no, no. I go against not. all the principles. But how cool would would that be? Like we have IndyCar for that, I guess. Yeah, I guess know? that's they true. Got of, they got rid of most of that too. If they got, I know. If they bring more ovals to IndyCar. I could, I could totally. Okay, yeah, so well, it. that was like That'd my one B. It was like <laughs> I hope IndyCar gets more mainstream appeal because I think yeah. they have. Like I was thinking of F1 and how I want them to succeed, and then I was thinking like what you said. Well, they're okay. F1 is never going to stop. Being a manufacturer, engineering-led it's just, thing, they're just always they going to be competitive in the engineering side of things. It's never going to be, uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, a spec car, like IndyCar. Well, IndyCar, and this has been a topic in Open Wheel, and we haven't discussed this, but like, there are people in IndyCar that think that, like, hey, the best drivers are here because we have the most competition. It's way harder, and. All that to say, I would love for Open Wheel, this is the racing period to me, I would love for Open Wheel to find a natural balance where they have more appeal, and that includes IndyCar. Like, I want I want to look forward to watching IndyCar races. Like, if they go to Pocono, I'd probably go. I mean, it could be dangerous. It, it is, yeah. but I've been to one of the races there, and it's like Daytona. They should but be like, going to What's Michigan the difference? Too. What's IndyCar? It's Open Wheel. Are you familiar open. with, like... What that looks like. They would go to Pokemon. We should take you. I was gonna say. Yeah, that's true. You live right like there. thirty Literally minutes from right there. From yeah. There. yeah. Well, and and one thing, like I'll I'll piggyback while you're pulling up that photo. You had talked about how to get more mainstream appeal. 
One thing that Imagine F1 crashing did, going 2.30 into a corner with that. Oh, yeah. they're not. People die. Uh, that would be... Oops. People die. That That's the problem. Bad. And some guy almost oh, died at Pocono last time. What's the difference that and the other one you were talking about? Formula, Formula One? Formula One's an international series. I mean, this technically is. Is it the same type of car, though? It's similar. It's, it's open close. wheel. It looks yeah. similar. Because that's faster. what I knew. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the F one cars are just they're yeah. every piece on that car is a lot of money. Like so it's, it's, oh, it's similar insane. looking, but they're oh, definitely okay. different. It's a little. Like, yeah. Yeah. I thought I read bigger wheel base, etc. Huh. But I'll, I'll piggyback real quick. You were talking about like growing the 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 public eye or whatever for the yeah. sport. You know, one thing that F one did really really well was that Netflix series. Genius. Yeah. And I think why it works is you put a personality behind the sport because now like the average person sees, you know, Verstappen or Hamilton or whatever, and then they fall in love with the personality, which gets them into the sport. Uh, the last year and a half, two years, uh, Scott McLaughlin and Joseph Dugarden from Team Penske mm -hmm. have been doing their bus bros thing on YouTube. It's freaking hilarious. It's fantastic. And that has actually gotten me into IndyCar because now, like, I get to see these two personalities. And then when they're racing, I go, oh, there's Scotty Mack. Oh, there's Newgarden. And then, of course, Newgarden won the biggest race of the year, the Indy 500. So I was like, oh, this is, like, really cool. So I think the more you can get personalities out there is good. And now that I have certain IndyCar people that I follow on Twitter, I'm starting to see some of the other things from the personalities in the sport. And it's really freaking funny. Um, and and I'll, I'll be honest, Scotty Mack and I think Newgarden are probably the best too as far as personalities and pushing it out there. But I think if you can do more of that, it's going to help grow the brand of the sport and then parlay that right into NASCAR. I mean, look at some of the best personalities in NASCAR are the ones that have grown it. Like Ross Chastain is a personality. Yeah. You love him or you hate him, but... We're gaining Ross Chastain fans. Like we just saw, he was like number five in in merch sales this year, or number four. He was pretty high. Yeah, that's why I brought him up about the <clears throat> yeah. Pat McAfee show because he's getting that mainstream exposure. Exactly, and it's perfect. Like that's what brings fans. And I'm I'm hoping, obviously, with the NASCAR Netflix series that's coming out sometime Q1 2024, that it does the same thing. Yeah, and fingers then, crossed. Yeah, okay, cool. Because personalities are what wins. I mean, that's when I became a Blaney fan was because of his podcast. I was listening to Glass Case of Emotion, and I was like, man, I, I really like this guy. And then right when I start listening to his podcast, he goes and wins the race at Pocono in the 21 car. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I think this guy's got something. And then that was where my Blaney fandom came from, and it was it all originated from getting to see his personality in the podcast. So I yeah, I love it. The more you can push personalities, the more your sport's going to Presentation be. matters, you know, when you're It really about does. This. It's amazing because F1 really inherently isn't that competitive. Like, if you're a racing diehard, it's cool. And some people like it for the engineering marvel that it is, but it's not competitive, really. I mean, it's just not. Not at all. No, I mean, not. obviously. So, but, you know, it has those eyes. And so that actually goes into number two. I guess I'll go pretty quick here. Uh, number two on my wish list is we get Speed Channel back in some form. Now I like that. I was thinking yeah. like, well, I don't watch TV, so maybe this is just like from a bygone era. But like, what it is, this is what I want. I want to have, I'd love to have all of my racing highlights in a consolidated form. So if like Speed Channel okay. is just a, uh, uh, like just just a YouTube channel where they uploaded, you know. Where they uh, they had like series maybe hey man maybe this is like a, a business idea like what are we doing like maybe we should be doing this like fill the void right I don't know but like seriously I would love to have uh, you know open wheel 
V8 supercars, yeah. NASCAR stock cars, dirt track, you know, uh, late models, all this stuff all consolidated where I can get this information where it's like, oh, well, I like NASCAR and I'm watching this, but then like, here, let me check out the open wheel highlights from this yeah. weekend. You know what I mean? I and could, Speed channels did that yeah. back in the day. Now, I don't know if I'd watch TV, but like what it did is it consolidated all of that information and it made me interested in motorsports in general. I so like that I idea. would love to have that. So is, is that something Flo's working towards? So I feel like that's... I'll maybe Flo would do that. I was thinking that, yeah. Well, I'll tell you that. Just working at Speed Sport, um, those conversations yeah. happened a lot. Okay. A lot. Um, Speed Sport talked about that. Racing America wanted to do something like that, didn't have the bandwidth. Uh, Flow is trying to do that, but they don't have the rights to kind of put oh, all that's the NASCAR true. stuff on that's there. That's a big variable. So it is, yeah. it's someone, there's this competitive, like we, someone's looking to fill that void. It hasn't been filled yet. And they're all trying to. And the problem is like, no one has came up with whatever speed had, whatever that niche was. Yeah. Because even when they try to bring stuff back, they're still missing a, a, a part. Either. I feel like personalities are a big part too because remember yeah. you had the Dave Despain wind tunnel. You, you that is 90% yeah. of the time what I associate Speed Channel with. Yep. You're right. I, and I, I think you nailed something there. Where We're I, available for higher flow. Well, that. <laughs> and 80, 80% I think is really, like you said, the personalities. And then as long as you have the network and the, and the schedule behind it. like yeah. They changed Speed to FS1. I was like, this, this sucks. It you lost know? the identity completely. It lost its identity, yeah. but yeah. they thought, I guess, the motorsports world was dwindling, but it's still a niche, right? Mm. But the problem is now there's so many avenues to get your information. Well, that's just it. Yeah. I don't think that, uh, I mean, I mean, it did. <sighs> fan, okay, so, so racing fandom did go down, but I do think presentation was the issue. Like, People were just changing the medium that they get information yeah, from. So I don't of course think viewership is going to go down. Yeah, I don't think it even so, went down. Well, I think you, you said it's just more the medium yeah. of, of it. Um, exactly. Any of the current people that are trying to do that, are they doing it like on a subscription-based platform or are they doing it for free on YouTube? So it's like, we. I know it's speed support. We tried to, well, I tried to convince them to do ad-supportive. Me and the sales guy, and they wouldn't do it. They wanted to do a subscription. They couldn't get anybody because no one's going to pay X amount right. for something they don't even know when you can get it for free on YouTube. I was trying to explain. True. The stuff is on YouTube for free. I watch it. Yep. I watch it. <laughs> like I, I'm telling you, you, you you've got to make it ad supported, and that's it, Dirty Mo's been killing that. But I, 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 I don't think it's even do really that. Well. I think it's just you have to have the quality too. Sure. The quality 100%. and and then the, the lineup. And I honestly think Dirty Mo might be in the best spot to do something like that. They could easily. Turn that into something like a network or a streaming platform, Dirty Mo Media's app or the yeah. streaming app. And they, what they do is they just play all the podcasts all day and have like schedules throughout the day and then maybe incorporate some TV shows that they can do in-house. Like I really sure. think they got the they got the right idea. Mike Davis is a go-getter with that kind of stuff. He is. They just I think they're working towards that with Denny Hamlin and his podcast. And I think they got a good thing going. But if anybody, I think they're the ones that are gonna do it because Dale has a lot of pool. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. And I and that was another side thought I had when you brought that up. I was like, man, I wonder if Dirty Mo could actually. Okay, they could easily, but my problem is... When Bandwidth we, is big, obviously. It is, yeah. And, and just making sure that the numbers line up with the work and everything. So you I know. think the biggest problem is intellectual property because if you get to a certain point where you start to fill this niche and you're no longer an amateur, all these racing seers are going to go, hey, why are you monetizing our product? And yeah. then they're going to like hit you with copyright infringement, yep. which is what NASCAR has been doing oh. to creators lately. Driving me nuts. Yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah. I haven't. It's stupid. I, I don't yeah. really, I just, 
Well, like if they put like, well, are they using their footage to like show B-roll? I mean, from yeah. from what I understand, if you're doing YouTube content that uses NASCAR clips, NASCAR is demonetizing your content. Yeah. Well, they have the right to. I, I, it's so it's stupid. The because legal right to, but I think it, it's BS. Oh, I, I think so. Yeah, too. but if the goal is to get eyes on the exactly. sport itself, wouldn't it be more beneficial 100%. overall? Oh, I agree. 100%. So it's it's, it's basically green. people higher up that. Don't have well, any, and, and, yeah. and what yeah. ticks me off about that whole thing? I, sorry, we're going down a tra- trail sure now. Are. You brought like this you. up because <laughs> I'm learning so much. You know, from from me as a fan, and I I'm even a fan, so I'm already in the door. Yeah, like I'm even further along than the person you're trying to reach. I look at what content I consume as a fan, and I look at what content I consume that comes from NASCAR versus third parties. I don't consume jack squat that comes out of NASCAR. Oh. Everything I I watch I <laughs> is third party because it's dirty mo. Um I follow Taylor's organization now. I started following all their stuff. People that follow us, you know, and then some of the other content creators I've been kind of working with like Danny B Talks, Eric Step, all that stuff. They have all really good stuff. Yeah. And I realized that I do not follow anything from NASCAR. So now NASCAR the people that are probably the most effective at marketing, NASCAR just shot them in the foot yeah. all over some monetization money. Are you freaking kidding me? It's I, so stupid. I, yeah, I, they have Race yeah. Hub, but it's not that great. That's sort of my take. It's not. I and that's not even them. The that's Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. could be great. It's just that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just, it's been the same thing. And the problem is they hire the same personalities for the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Kyle Petty. We don't need Kyle Petty anymore. I'm, I'm sorry. Good. We I'm don't good need Dale him. Jarrett. We know you're good with it. Let's get someone fresh. Hey, Blaney won a championship, Petty. Suck it. I just, I just want some like, I just miss like the, the people that just said what they think. I know Kyle Petty does that, but he doesn't really have a. Not he just really, says whatever. Yeah. He, he kind of does. He think of how much more rich the media would be if Dirty Mo and these people actually had racing highlights, right? Blazingly, like a 10 second clip of what they're talking about. Like yeah. people would be like, oh, I'm new to this. What are they talking about? Well, if you didn't watch the race, you don't know what they're talking about. Which, but if they can show you the highlight right there, you know, they can string you along visually about like, this is what happened. Yeah. You well, know, that matters. Well, I mean, they could, could do that. They just have to pay. Well, that's just yeah. it. And, and I it, wonder how much that would be. But. It's. So Speed Sport had something where they paid an X amount of rights to have us have them work on our website, and like use like we we share content. So the stuff we would put on Speed Sport would show up on NASCAR.com to help fill their void. So, oh, gotcha, so, gotcha. Sorry, so I didn't they, get a fellow. Yeah, so we I don't know what the numbers were, but Dale Jr. could afford it. If, oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, like that. Even Dirty Mo itself, as an organization, they're they're making money. They're making money. Surely, yeah. So to run a podcast, the biggest upkeep is is your is your your people that you're paying to, right. to yeah. talk. Right. Everything else, technology, things like that, but people to work behind the scenes and get that going. That, that's your biggest number. Yeah, for sure. But they could probably negotiate something. Problem is, now NASCAR knows who that guy is. Does the price change because? We know it's Dale Jr. We know well, this and, is... And that's where I get frustrated because those people are promoting the sport. I know. So as as a NASCAR... Say I'm running NASCAR as my organization. Why don't I just fire my marketing department or part of my f- marketing department and then take that funding and go to Dirty Mo and say, hey, I love what you're doing. 
can we invest X amount per year in Dirty Mo and then you produce A, B, C, D? Because like NASCAR's marketing department doesn't do anything. They're like Brett Griffin's constantly ripping them apart for activation, which he's not wrong. Like their activation sucks. And really their social media content is okay. But like they don't, they don't hire people that are passionate about the sport. They don't. And I've, that's where I've applied like a lot. And a lot of the rejections like just like they, they do a pool. They they pull from like two hundred people and they and they have like these rounds. And you have like six rounds to go through or something, three or four rounds. And you start with 200 people, you go down to 80, you go down to 60. It's not based on passion or things like that. It's based off of like your, it's all like academics and what your past is and things like that. And a lot of people they hire aren't even fans of the sport. Right. Have you seen their TikToks? Yeah. And they need to have, there's got to no, be I something. Which you should, because it's like there, there's people talking. There might be like one person there. I'm like, he's a genuine race fan. But the other ones are like, this is a job. I believe it. It's it's Christmas They're Eve. They're just influencers that they give them some money to say. They're not even influencers. They're just nine to five. Or just like like that's what I am. I mean, like that's nothing wrong with that. But when you don't have passion behind what you're doing, doesn't it the, changes your creativity, especially with communication and marketing? That's mm -hmm. the most creative thing you have there. So yeah. why wouldn't you put someone in place that is willing to love the sport for what it is and put that spin on it? Instead I think of it's having great. Someone just oh well, just making a tweet to make a dollar. Man. Doesn't Dale Jr. Uh, the the download the main show isn't the podcast on Peacock? Or well, something? it's NBC. Yeah, they yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they bought so they, it is. They do use their podcast on NBC. Did NBC buy out? They it's a negotiation, but they yeah, buy them out. Rights. But they they have partial rights of Dale Jr.'s download. That's so what actually, I was wondering, and yeah. I was wondering if they would get some sort of like streaming rights out oh, of they, that. They're right. getting money from NBC, so they're. And same they're with well. Dirt Vision and Door Bumper Clear. Yeah, they, have yeah, a, they got they Dirt have, Vision on yep. there too. So they're doing I, the right things. Boy, we, it's just the bandwidth and getting everything all. I, I think it's in place. It's going to happen. The Denny Hamlin thing, doing that was like a spark of kind of changing some things with that. Because yeah. his was different. It's at his house. The most controversial guy smart. in the sport yeah. is podcasting at his house with, I don't know who the heck the other guy is, his buddy. His PR guy. It doesn't. Yeah, they, they are two different personalities. Yeah. I have oh, no yeah. idea how. Which is works. It, it works, works. But I'm like, I would never thought Denny would have like Denny Hamlin so unique in his own way where, yeah, you know, everything's just. Well, yeah, we could know. go into a Denny Crazy. rant. <laughs> He's well, we got great for the sport. He's been we, great for the sport. Right we here. got way further in the weeds on Christmas wish list than I thought we would. But I that know. was good. I know. Well, hopefully, the, we, I'm taking a multivitamin, so it's several like my brain go uh, clearer <laughs> than usual. Apparently. I think the next several will go pretty quick. So, okay. all right, number three. Me. I mean, we can touch on this briefly because it is relevant since the last time we talked. NASCAR. Uh, like my third wish is, is that NASCAR adds horsepower to the Cup cars and fixes the next yep. gen. And I think we're all and, we're all in agreement there. Yeah. So we kind of talked about that and what Denny said. We all agree with and hands down. Doesn't seem like it's going to happen, is it? <sighs> I. No. It's disappointing. I if they keep getting enough crap, I keep thinking maybe, but man, they they just I don't get it. I don't I just don't get it. Do you I, remember when fans went to the track and they'd have like the COT and then it would be crossed out because they didn't want the COT? No, it didn't do anything. Oh, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. mainstream enough among the fans that they were like, This thing sucks, it's, we don't like it. And, and it know, didn't there, last there was very like long. An, there was like a, a grassroots anti car yep. of tomorrow 
contingent of fans, you know. Well, and, and what's what's helping the fan pool is every time NASCAR comes out and says, "Well, we just can't look at more horsepower because it's not feasible." And then every time a motor manufacturer comes out and goes, "Yeah, we can." Actually, we could do it tomorrow. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's got to be for yeah. insurance reasons, right? It, it, it has to be. I don't even know cuz cuz Robert Yates made the the first time Steve Phelps said that, Robert Yates came out the next day and was like, do you want 850 horsepower? Cause like, give me 20 minutes in the back and I can have it for you in an hour. And then he made the comment, what, three weeks ago or two weeks ago. It was very recent. And the next day the Chevy guy came out and was like, he basically said the same thing Robert Yates did where yeah. he's like, it's right here. Like we already played with it. It's ready to go. There's nobody <laughs> in NASCAR, not, uh, not the actual organization itself, but as far as all the drivers, the teams, the engine builders, everyone is pro. Yes adding horsepower yes. there's nobody saying no to it none and the team owners which supposedly that's who we're protecting and the team owners are the ones going no yeah. no like denny made the comment we run the most expensive 600 horsepower motor in the world he said when we went from 850 where they were before on the short tracks to whatever we're at now 625 or 645 he's like our bills did not change because yeah. now in some ways we're spending more in r&d because one baby piece of a lifter is one horsepower, which is huge. So now we're spending more money getting further in the weeds because there's less horsepower to work with. So I, I, I'm a hundred percent with you. Apparently it's something to do with insurance, but like how many, like how many times are they going over 200 miles per hour or something like that? Like they're supposed to keep it under that. That's what I heard. Really? Yeah. That's, that's, I, I haven't heard that one before. That's a new one for me. I heard it on Carson Hosevar's iRacing Twitch stream. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> he, he was talking about it. He didn't say it for sure, but he alluded to it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, that makes sense, you know, because why else? It's going to be more entertaining. Sure, it's more dangerous. Yeah. But the people that literally have skin in the game in the car are Once saying, it. we don't care. We know the risk. Yeah, we right. just want to go fast. Anyway, I digress. Uh, number four on my wish list is that the podcast takes off. Hey, I, mean, I know we're not actually number one or number two, <laughs> but I would love for that to actually, you know, Enter, you know, I would love for us to take off. You know, we put like all this that. work into it. I think we could do it. We're only going to get better. I've I watched so. a lot of podcasts throughout the years, and you know, over the course of a year or two, you look back at like the beginning. It's like, oh wow, they really came a long way, and I can tell yeah. that's going to happen for us too. I think so too, and I think that'll actually help us. But that's my hope. And uh, I like that. Yeah, Bianchi actually made a comment on the last episode of the Teardown this year that it wasn't until year four or five that they saw growth, and we're yeah. starting to. Wow. I mean. Each season for us has been better, and we do thank you guys that have been joining. Like, it's so awesome. I love that you guys listen to this. So, you know, obviously the goal is just keep keep moving up trajectory. Yep. So, I like it. Yep. Number five is uh, no more rain at races. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We, I was thinking, you know. <laughs> if you find a solution for that. in Pens Well, okay, so in Pennsylvania, I was thinking maybe we could work in shifts. Like, we should we should drive in circles around the state of Pennsylvania. Just kind of like, just do you know, like vortex, vortex theory, theory. Around, the yeah. whole, around the whole state. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my thought. I mean, I that like one's very solid. obvious. Number six, fix the Fox booth because presentation matters. Obviously, I was thinking about presentation oh, a lot gosh, with oh, racing. Oh, painful. Yeah, so this is what I would do. I have the fix. It's real easy. Uh, Mike Joy, Kevin Harvick, Jamie Mack, and Larry Mack. No more Clint Boyer. Get him out of here. Oh, that's and a I, hot take. Look, uh, to me, that's how I feel. Yeah. I was over Daryl Waltrip. Yeah, I had to think about it. Daryl Waltrip, um, because of his 
Look, I know it's a it's, yeah, a, it's a redneck it's, sport, but like he he wore thin on me, especially yeah, as he I got old bad. and I don't want to say senile, but like he was he, <laughs> he was he, a little bit he, like he what are you? F- it was like 2020. He was like, oh, the Ford Taurus is out there at Sonoma. I said it's a, it's a Mustang. Yeah, he was past his yeah, prime, and here's what I have to say about Clint <laughs> Boyer. I felt bad for a little bit because I was like, oh, you know, like would I say this to his face? And it's like this is, this is my balance, honest take on it. I hated when Jeff Gordon was up there, and I love Jeff Gordon. Yeah. Right. So it's nothing personal. It's just I don't think it's good for the brand. Mm. We know NASCAR on Fox has been really bad, and I think that would fix it. I think uh, Jamie McMurray needs to be in the booth. That's my opinion. But uh, and Larry Mack too. Uh, number seven is Kyle Larson wins the Indy Five Hundred. I love it. I mean, that would be cool, right? Be he deserves cool. the credit mainstream for how good he is and i think that would be an awesome thing so that's just on my wish list it's a good wish list yep uh number eight is ross chance ross chastain (laughs) wins three races next year instead of two because he won two the last two years that's true you got a break yeah yeah he got that second one in this year uh right at the buzzer right at the buzzer and uh i hope he makes the final four because obviously he can win at phoenix so that's that's a personal one for me uh, my ninth one is Jimmy Johnson is competitive, and I hope I get to see him race in person. Um, are you guys going to the uh, Coke 600? Yeah. I think so. Okay, he's going to be going. there, I think. And he's going to be there, so you yeah. got to come. I should, right? All right, let's talk details on that. Yeah, yeah, we've got to yeah. we'll make get that, to that. happen. Yeah. And then number 10 uh, in that same vein is uh, for 2024, I hope to go to more dirt races. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Same. I like it. Which we can do, and that's, that's the easiest thing to make happen. I know, right? They're right in our backyard. Yeah. What's on what's on your sorry, I assume uh, you ended at ten. I don't know. You you're good. Okay. I, think, I think a lot of it was on that list too. I mean yeah. we, we talked about a lot a lot of it. Um you know, just sport to grow, just get better. You guys know what I'm gonna say. You know I know you love this car. The car, man. Yeah. yeah you want the, the number back in place, right? I love the number. I want the number <laughs> to be back in place. That'd be great too. Um yeah, just hope I just wish it's uh hope it's a good Good season. I mean, just healthy. Hope everybody. Hope it's a fun season. Hope it's better than last year. Um, I yep, I like it. I, yeah, I, your list was pretty good. So <laughs> it was a good list. And and honestly, I'm I'm pretty much just gonna parlay off your list. So selfishly, obviously, I want my boys to win. Yeah, I want Allgaier to win a championship. My gosh, Justin, just just pull it off, bro. I just want to see Justin Allgaier win an Xfinity championship. That's probably. Highest. Obviously, I'd love to see Blaney go back to back. I'd love to see Blaney win the 500, which I think is very doable. Um, it's been one on the list. But my my main focus, and I'm kind of going to go with what you said. So I have been on this weird kick the last couple of weeks of watching races from 2001. So 2001 is when I got into NASCAR. Uh, the race that Dale Earnhardt died in was my first ever race, which talk about a weird race to start watching yeah. NASCAR on. But that whole season was what got me hooked. You know, so I had this weird thought and I was like, man, I, I, I kind of want to watch these races again just because in my head, the 2001 season was supreme. So I really wanted to go back and just watch a couple of them 20 plus years later just to look at them and go, okay, like, were they actually that good? Or was I just like a kid that this was new and, and where I've kind of landed. So I watched so far three or four of them, um, including my first ever race I attended, which was the race after 9-11 at Dover uh, that Dale Jr. won. Wow. Yeah, first ever NASCAR was race a, I was I in, mean, that in was attendance at. That place was oh lit, my gosh, man. dude. Was, the energy was insane. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I remember. But 
I can say with confidence the 2001 NASCAR Cup Series package, 10 out of 10. It was so freaking good. Cars were on edge all the time. Drivers were on edge all the time. You had natural cautions of guys that were just running a little too hard. You had tire wear. Like, holy crap. The tire wear at Dover was insane. And nothing at Dover has changed. So it's obviously not a track thing. Yeah. Like, it's 100% a Goodyear and NASCAR Cup car. Um, the in, in the interest of fairness, I want to give credit to where we're at. I like the personalities of 2023 better. I think NASCAR has done a better job in that department because a lot of the personalities now really show. I think if we could migrate this car more towards what we had in 2001 with some of the gains that we have now, we could 100% replicate that season. And I think the next gen has potential, but we got to drop some pride. We There's a couple things on that car that NASCAR needs to go, hey, we missed the boat on, we're going to fix it. Don't know if we're going to get there, but that's what needs to happen. Um, so that my biggest wish list would be to see another 2001 season because it was so good. Like just the, just the racing product, the comers and goers, cars hard to drive, cars being so hard to drive that drivers get pissed. Like, oh my gosh, the Bristol night race in 2001. That was insanity. Like I, I just finished watching it yesterday and it was like, almost exhausting to watch, but it was so good because everyone was just on edge all the time. So I, I would just, it, it was so good. Like I, I, I hate to keep saying the same thing, but it, it was, that is my wish list. If we could get another 2001 NASCAR cup season, I would be ecstatic. I mean, it's fantastic. You nailed it. <laughs> Go off. Go off. <laughs> Dan, in the 24 hours you've been a NASCAR fan, what's on your wish list? <laughs> my wish list is to follow a full season. I like this. So as as you guys, as seasoned professionals of spectators of the sport, (laughs) um, somebody brand new coming in, brand new season, what are the things I should pay attention to, things that would be intriguing to get me more into it to follow? I would just uh, study the drivers and see what lines up with your your personality, your values, and all things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of drivers that have different... Different personalities, all the way from Denny Hamlin to, to you know Justin Allgaier and things like that yeah. with their faith and all that. So like, there's just be open. Don't, don't worry about. I, I say don't worry about results. Me personally, if if you, I, I have to relate to the driver, I feel like yeah to to root for them. And Corey, I feel like me and him, we have a lot of like uh, values that are similar, and his personality. I enjoy what he does and things like that. So I would just say just. Take the season and just be open to to everything. I know uh, Nolan. I mean, it was on my vlog. You he's like, all right, I'm officially going to be a Ross fan. So oh yeah, we were in that stage. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure you got some advice too to to give to Dan about having a new driver and things like that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why I thought of it earlier. Like, you know, how do we pick our favorite drivers? Like, what what actually makes it happen. It's interesting. I mean, I guess we all have to get into it for our own reasons. And, you know, if it appeals to you, I hope it does. Mm. You know, it starts off, well, <laughs> the Coliseum might not be that interesting, but <laughs> it might be a the show, small though. track. It's the yeah. smallest. Yeah. It's, it's in a quarter, football quarter mile oh. track and a football stadium. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yikes. It's yeah. the LA Coliseum. Uh, they pave it. Of course, Los Angeles would be doing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying to appeal to that started. market. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, 
they're trying. That's their way of it's appealing. Been, it's been interesting. I been I don't hate it as a season opener. I think it's kind of fun. It I know the teams hate it. It's not a points it, race. It's it's just like a, a bragging rights, it? basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all. Yep. It's so, like the Pro Bowl, but entertaining. So NASCAR <laughs> always the good thing about NASCAR is like it always starts off with a bang, and that's the Daytona 500. So yeah, I mean it's lit. So hopefully, mm. if that doesn't get you hooked, I don't know what would. Maybe short track racing or something, yeah. but. Hmm. I I think my number one recommendation, if you can make it to a race, that's um, true. It's true. It is TV tries really hard. I appreciate what TV does. It keeps it to us no matter where we are. But the in person experience is second to none. That's absolutely like true. Like the the energy, the everything. So um, and actually, we had loosely talked about trying to do Dover this year. So if that's mm -hmm. still an option, we should try to make that happen because yeah. I think. I think when you get there in person, it's a completely different, completely different experience. Because I was trying to do uh, Michigan last year, I think. That's right. And it, and it just out. fell apart, yeah. which is a shame. That would have been a good one. It Michigan was fun. We had a really good time last year. So, yeah, that would have been a good one. Alex brings up a really good point. I think, you know, going to a race is something. It's almost like I actually forgot till I went. And when the first car passes you or when they first <laughs> fired up, it's like I instantly remember. And what it is is like, when you're watching on TV, you're not feeling the energy hit you yeah. in the chest. I mean, when these cars go past you, you feel it. It's a visceral experience. It's insane. And it happened at Michigan when we were down there. Yeah, I was just thinking at, that. Was it the restart or was it like right after yep. the restart? That we were standing like, we, we went we to get right hot dogs fence. or something. Yeah, yeah, and we were right against the fence when they restarted. And oh it my was gosh. like... It actually pushed you back. We have our earphones on, so like it's not loud to our ears per se, but like, I mean, you feel, you feel it in your body. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like a concert, but even louder. I mean, still well, have you way. ever been to like an indoor gun range before? No, oh, yeah. actually, I haven't. But like, yeah, I know, like, it, it being inside, it's like so much right. more of a like you, you feel it in your, uh, your chest. Yeah, for sure. It, it, because I've done both, I would say it's 10 times that. Oh, really? It's insane. Yeah, because like, we've gone I'm, to the range yeah, together, I agree. too. Yeah. I, I, so, like, the moment Nolan was just talking about, I actually have the video on my phone that yeah, I took too. when that happened. And I've watched the video back, and it's cool, but it doesn't... Because I remember when I took the video, I'm like, oh, this is going to be, like, the perfect translation. But it's still... You lose the energy, you lose the everything. Because mm -hmm. when that happened, I'm telling you, it physically moved me backwards. Oh, wow. Like, because we were that close to the fence that I kind of did like one of these. Yeah. You know, and it, it it's just nuts. We, it was so funny because we didn't intentionally do that. We just so happened yeah. to come there like after a caution or stage break. And we all were just so happened to be standing there, right? David was there too. And it was like, hey. <laughs> and we all had the same thing. We were like, let's record it with our phones. Well, I'm just like, you know, I press record. And I didn't think anything of it. Well, it it like actually scared me is what it was. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. It felt like an anxiety attack because it's like I was like, oh wow, I kind of forgot. Like, and I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Of course, like that would happen. They're right there, but like you're not prepared. Like yeah. I wasn't prepared for like well, even just moving down closer to the track. Like how it makes sure. you feel. It's insane. Yeah. I heard uh, David wet his pants when that happened, or. Well, he wets his pants a lot. I think oh, that was so just, just one common. of the occasions. You just didn't yeah. realize yeah, it, it was just it was one of right. one of the one of the <laughs> right. occasions. Yeah, and and um and, and again, there's things that TV just can't like when you look at the sizes of these facilities, like that yeah. Daytona banner that's right behind your head. I mean, that's two and a half miles. Like as much as TV tries, it's it's hard to translate a two and a half mile speedway to a TV screen. Like yeah, but when you're in person. 
And I know, like Daytona, you cut, you come under turn one on the tunnel if you're going to the infield, mm. and you look all the way to your left, and it's the start finish line, and then you look all the way to your right, and it's turn two, which oh by the way looks like a wall because it's 34, 35 degrees banked. I forget, it's a lot. Thirty six, it's a lot of banking. Yeah, thirty six or thirty. That sounds I right. Thirty eight. I don't know. So it, it's just stuff like that, and then Dover is a really cool one because. As you sail the car into the corner, you go from the very top of the front stretch to the very bottom of the corner. That's the preferred groove. Well, in that action at Dover of them entering the corner, they're going down two and a half stories at 165 miles an hour. So it's something that like you see it on TV and you're like, oh, yeah, they're turning. It's true. But then like when you're at Dover standing against a fence watching these cars go down two and a half stories at 160 miles an hour, your eyeballs are like, like, woo, because it's so cool. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like the size and scale of the speed, the drops in the track. It, it, the TV just would never do it justice. Mm. And then the sound, of course, too. It's just oh, a whole so body good. experience, dude. It really right. is. So we got to make it's that like a yeah. horse race. <laughs> well, even things <laughs> no, like... Not at all, yeah. I used to be a sponsored skater. I used to skate a ton. Okay. But uh, just like certain elements of watching a skate competition on TV or seeing a ramp, it doesn't do it justice unless you see it in person. And yeah. even like that whole idea of that, like that uh, the angle that stuff's coming in at... That was like, oh wow, yeah, because I've seen like video clips, but yeah, that reality to sink in, like, wow, that's it's huge, that. and, and yeah, and that's probably a really good translation because yeah. you've obviously seen both of in your world, so yeah, that's cool, that's Dude, wild. I was just thinking, like, think about how much more visceral of an experience it would be to see those like 2012 Cup cars when they had like 800 horsepower or 900 that's horsepower, all, yeah. and they were going. Dude, like, they sounded so good. Oh. You remember Ryan fast, bro. Remember watching Ryan Newman qualifying, just like hanging the car out the whole way around the track and like that high pitch. The good old days. Oh my gosh. You saw that clip, right? Where uh, Jamie Max, uh, it was Jamie McMurray's. Oh, you talking about Martinsville. Yeah. It was, it was only a little bit slower than Ross Chastain's wall ride, which is insane. How fast the cup cars were off the corner at Martinsville. I think it's time to move back to that. Yeah. Hey, Tyler Reddick said it. Thousand horsepower is what we need. So let's make it happen. Thousand horsepower. Even we can leave intermediates as they are. I think intermediates are fine. I think whatever we have, I'm good with keeping all of that. But for short tracks and road courses, give me a thousand horsepower, baby. And one less gear. Or if you have a thousand horsepower, you can leave the fifth gear, honestly, because you're not going to be able to downshift because you're going to redline it. So it's a win win. One last question because I want to get us wrapped up here so we can go to. Yeah, I got to pee. Yeah. Uh, I thought we'd end on like one last Christmas note before we say farewell for the season. Uh, Die Hard, is it a Christmas movie? Dan, you first. I'm going to go yes. Great answer. Nolan. (laughs) I never watched it. Yes. All right, Mitch. (laughs) I never watched it. Oh, my gosh. All Guys, right. we got it. All right. We're going to watch this at David's. Yeah, new he assignment. Like Christmas watching. and I don't like Christmas movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Who traditionally movies? a Christmas movie. It, uh, it is a movie that happens at Christmas. and It's, it's a Christmas yeah. work party. I, I've never watched it from start to finish. I've watched okay. parts of it. Okay. But uh, it it's, deals with the war, you know, military and things like that, right? It's like a war. No. No. Is it no, a war not movie? At all. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is it a war it's, movie? It's a Bruce Willis uh, people trying That's, to steal money and he... That's what it is. It's like oh, a so it Christmas party in this like uh, yeah. big building, Nakatomi and Plaza. What's yeah? <laughs> is it in like a sad ending? 
Uh, what really. am I thinking? I mean, of? if you're the bad guy, I don't know. Yeah, if you're the war, bad guy, it's a really Christmas bad movie. Ending. That's it's a war movie, and it's like depressing. I don't. I thought it was Die Hard. Saving Private Ryan. I don't know. Oh, it's not Die it, Hard. That's it. Okay, that's it. It's not. Yeah, that's definitely that not a Christmas movie. <laughs> that's the movie I've watched. All right, so oh, new God. Christmas assignment, guys. We are watching Die Hard sometime soon. Next time we hang out, we're watching Die Hard. All right, I like it. Just Facetime me in. Oh, perfect. All right, Daniel, be there. So. Hey, Merry Christmas, everyone. We appreciate you listening and following, uh, listening to the pod, following all the social channels. We love you guys. And we will be doing a 24 season preview some point in January, TBD. Um, so just keep your eyes posted. But have a Merry Christmas. And uh, thanks again, guys, for joining. Wait, Merry one Christmas. more thing. Did you, hit, did you hit pause? <laughs> no, you're still good. If you're listening, smash that like button. Hit smash subscribe. That's smash, all smash. <laughs> That's what all the big ones do. So. Yeah, that's true. I did say uh, thank you, Dan, for joining. I, this was a good time to do a second ending because I forgot to thank you. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Glad to have you. Longtime friend, best friend. Uh, wore a wedding dress at my wedding. So, Heck, yeah. You know. It was beautiful. Oh, it was, it was a sweet moment. So, <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for joining. Like Nolan said, smash the like button and Merry Christmas. Peace. Merry Christmas. I think we should end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>